fucking skull just as screwed up again. Try to drive her home from that cool party with my friends, but I tried to get a nut, not that kind of nut, cause she ate a walnut. That pole kicked her butt, now her head flew off on the ground. I am going to get such a pound from my mom, who's Tony Collette, and she'll never Tony Collette me live this down. You want to go to war? You got a war. You started it. We gonna finish. Another uh, solo episode of the Punk Off Podcast. Uh, had a couple things uh, I wanted to go over real quick. One of which was kind of huge news for this Labor Day weekend. That's actually, yeah, I broke right before. But that, well, I'll I'll get into that. But I need to, I wanted to vent about something first, and I'm not going to name uh, the place because I'm not I'm not trying to destroy them or put them on blast or give them a bad name because. Uh, it's a reputable business, but just, I don't know, the way something was handled I was not super happy with. But long story short, for some of you that do know me and talk to me on a somewhat regular basis, knows that I've been trying to simplify my life more, and that includes getting rid of like a, lot, a huge a huge collection of, of toy and collectible stuff. So I've been trying to get rid of some of that stuff, at least get down, you know, just get rid of hunks at it at a time. Especially as I can get to it out in the garage. So I had about uh, at least a good three, four totes worth of uh, collectible toys and stuff. And most of, like the majority of my stuff, I would say like 95% of it, is all still in box, never been opened. Um, If it has any shelf, it's got like shelf wear on it, if there's any sort of wear on it. Usually all my stuff is in like really good condition. And while granted, and I guess here's the thing, like I don't have... stuff a bunch of stuff from like 78 star wars or like the 84 whole 84 line of gi joe i've got some of that stuff but i just have kind of pieces and that's kind of where i'm at for a lot of my collections is is i'm trying to keep stuff that meant a lot to me like as a kid not just stuff i had as a kid but stuff i thought you know was some of my favorites as a kid so 
So with that in mind, I've been getting rid of a lot of stuff, especially like reissue stuff that is reissues of the first stuff that look good, and it's still worth. I mean, a lot of that is still worth some money. So, so I have been contacting various, trying to contact various uh, retro toy stores that sell a lot of the stuff, and some of them I have bought from before. And the problem is, it's like I would send them messages, and I'd even send them pictures, be like, "Hey, this is kind of an idea of what I've got." You know, just let me know if you're interested, let me know. If you're not interested, just let me know so that way I can, you know, move on and so and, and I'd never hear anything. So I did this with several toy stores and this one is farther away from home. It's about an hour away from home, roughly. And it's become a more popular store than even when the first time I went to it about a year and a half ago. It's gained a lot of traction. It's become more kind of known. Uh, there's been several videos like people have done about it on YouTube. So, uh, I had tried to call cause there was a number I had tried to call them numerous times. I mean, trying to find out if they'd be interested. There's no voicemail. Nobody ever picks up. So I kind of got a little bit disgusted, but we, I knew I was heading down again this week. So I said something to my wife. I'm like, well, maybe I should go ahead and take that stuff. They have an ad that says always buying collections and toys. So I took that to mean literally that. So I took it down with the idea of hopefully, like even if I got rid of 50% of it, I was hoping to get rid of all of it and just give them a good deal. Because that's the other thing. I also know that with these guys, they're going to need stuff that's cheaper than eBay or like the the market price. Now, I know that. they got to make, there's got to be some meat on the bone for them to make some money. I'm well aware of that and I don't have a problem with it. So... And that's the other thing I tried to get across in these emails to these guys is like, look, I know you need to make a profit. So, you know, I'm more than willing to work with you on price. So, so, uh, long story short, I get down to this toy store. It's a little over an hour drive. I get there and I guess that was part of the first communication is I thought they were having another, like, it looked, they had an announcement that they were having a show out in the parking lot as well where other uh, toy vendors were going to set up. Uh, that wasn't that, that wasn't not apparently that weekend. So that was miscommunication, I guess, from you know, on my end. So, because that was kind of part of my hope was this, is if he didn't want it, then one of those guys out in the parking lot were going to want, want to get a hold of it. So so that was the first thing I get there, and there's nobody out in the parking lot. So wrong weekend for that. So that that's that's on me. So... But I go inside and I wait through one guy who sits there and wants to talk about uh, the whole Jetfire Maycross thing from uh, oh, Golden Sun. I think it was the uh, animation company that owned the rights to it. If you don't know anything about this, go ahead and look it up on the line. Basically, uh, Transformers thought they had rights, and so actually this spills over into Battletech as well. Uh, they thought they had rights to certain mech designs and they did not and there was a groovy huge lawsuit that went on during the 80s over it so i had already known about it but i had to listen to this guy go talk about it in detail again it's a toy story while i was waiting for him to finish up and that was the biggest that was the other thing too i was trying to like everybody that already had stuff that they were paid for that went out of there i was trying to go ahead and let them go first so i wasn't taking up their time and they weren't waiting on me so and there was another girl there that was buying a bunch of wrestling autograph stuff it was like prints and there was a 
AEW figure that was uh, autographed that she was there to pick up and something else. So I went, go ahead and went, let them go first. So, and finally I, I got to talk to him and I was like, so I was like, um, are you ever interested in, in buying collections? He's like, well, yeah. He goes, but not today. And I was like, oh, he goes, yeah. He goes, I just bought uh, a Star Wars, a huge Star Wars collection today and he goes, I don't have any money left. He's like, why? What do we got? And I'm like, oh, well, I've got, I've got a lot of the same stuff you have here. I've got Transformers. I've got GHOs, you know, stuff from the 80s. Stuff's new in the box. Well, a lot of it's not been, you know, it's in good shape. It's been stored all the time. And he goes, oh, he goes, yeah. He goes, I, you know, I'd be interested. In, uh, but he didn't bother to take my phone number or anything. So that was kind of like, well, you're interested, but you can't bother to. So, like I said, it just, it wasn't his fault, but it was just kind of the way it was handled. Just It kind of annoyed me. And the fact that he never picks up his phone or answers his emails or direct messages, I guess. I don't know. So, the only good thing is, is uh, about two weekends ago, whenever the uh, Tiffin Fair was, I had talked to some guys out there that owned another toy store locally that I did not, I did not know about. So, I will probably just be calling those guys and uh, seeing what kind of deals I can do with them. So, because that's the thing these other, other guys need to realize is, I have a bunch of really good stuff, like my G.I. Joe collection that I have, I have a bunch of really good stuff that's in protected boxes, and, you know, so, yeah, if if you want all the super good stuff, you gotta just take the regular good stuff, at least first, to show me you're willing to work with me a little bit. It's kind of like when you got these contractors that they don't want to do any of the smaller jobs, like, you know, put a, put a toilet in, or, you know, fix your gutters, or, you know, because it's not a huge job. But it's like, well, I have a huge job coming, but I need somebody to show me that they're willing to do the small job first before they get the great big enormous paying job. So that's kind of how I feel about about this. So with that out of the way, and like I said, it just it just kind of annoyed me, and it just it kind of put a damper on the trip we took because I was going to use that money to basically pay for all the rest of the stuff we did down there, and so we, we that didn't really happen. And, we went to a couple other places. I don't know. It was just kind of, it was kind of a bummer, just overall. Not one of our better trips. But, uh, so, with that being out of the way, we're going to move on to the uh, huge thing while I'm sitting here watching uh, AEW All In. Because uh, I have not finished watching the preview. Right now, we got got Jericho versus Osprey. And, uh, man, Jericho moves so slow anymore. But, uh, the huge thing that's going on now is the whole CM Punk firing thing. I mean, it's been kind of interesting for me to read about all this. And there's, you know, of course, the people that hate CM Punk. It's like, oh, good. Uh, he's, he's better off without, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, the thing is, is a lot of this stuff, Punk didn't start. He had other people from the company being like, hey, this guy's kind of acting like a jerk. Can you, he's not listening to us. Can you say something to him? And, you know, and that was like even the thing with the Young Bucks. Or, I guess I should say, the Elite. The whole locker room brawl incident is... CM Punk was in his own locker room. He didn't go rush anybody else and, you know... They go rushing into his and asking about a problem. Well, you know what? If you come rushing in 
to like where I'm sitting and just minding my own business and start shit with me, then yeah, shit's probably gonna happen at some point. I'm even I'm probably going to throw some punches if you get all up in my face about stuff. So I don't know. To me, like I said, then uh, being another guy that uh, I've known for years, we're talking about this stuff online, and he said, well, he goes in some ways. CM Punk got exactly what he wanted. And I was like, yeah, you know what? In a lot of ways, you're right. He got out of his contract, because I'm sure Tony Khan, despite firing him, is still going to have to pay uh, for whatever. He had to basically buy out CM Punk's contract. I mean, that's probably what has to ha- had to happen one way or another. If not, it's, I'm sure CM Punk's going to take him to court over this and but and that was the other thing. I was I like how it was worded about how Tony Khan was in fear for his life. Now I I can tell you from me having to go to court once or twice, that whole thing is something his lawyers wrote up for him. I highly doubt he was afraid for his life because you know from what I heard from several people, you know not directly but just listening to it, it's basically. Punk went up because Perry knew he was starting shit. I mean, when you get on live TV and you're like, cry me a river, you know, it's real glass, cry me a river, you know something's going to happen, one or another. Something's going to be said to you. So, the, you know, the fact that I guess Punk went up to him and basically said, do you have something to say to me? And he was like, yeah, I do. And then Punk just put him in a front face lock and he couldn't get out. So... To me, I, the, that metal image is just kind of funny to me, but that's just me. But, yeah, I don't know what, he really didn't think he wasn't going to do anything? I don't know. I I find that hard to believe. I just, I just don't. But, like I said, I think he, in some ways, uh, like uh, a friend of mine, Kevin, online said, is uh, Punk got it what he wanted because he's tired of having to work with children which it, it kind of is you got uh, yeah you got the friends group thing this is like the NWO only worse and I know I understand why I like Kevin Nash he has talked down about punk so much but I also understand because Kevin's kind of got that, that mentality too and honestly if the if it were flipped uh, he would have acted exactly the same but uh and actually they kind of did he just did it through his booking instead but all right that's neither here nor there. But, uh... Uh, where was it going with all this? Oh, yeah, but he said good luck to Punk. Or good riddance to Punk and blah, blah, blah. And like I said, Punk is just one of those people that he pretty much is going to say what he thinks. And he's going to be that way. And he's going to be if... They ask him to be one of the top guys and help other people out, he's going to. Because that's the other thing I did hear about it. Anybody that legitimately wanted CM Punk's help, he gave it to. I know that's why him and Danhausen got along so well. Danhausen was trying to learn everything from him that he could. Same with Brody King. Brody King wanted to learn everything he could from CM Punk. So and that's the thing, because they always meant like, oh, well, nobody here wanted him. No, that's not true. It's just. He had the little clicky friend group that really didn't want him there. You know, it's the same reason uh, Regal left. 
It's the same shit. He goes, said, I got tired of trying to work with children who didn't want to listen. You know, I realize, you know, and they're sitting there saying shit like, well, we've done fine by ourselves so far. What do we need you for? So, and I understand. We got people that are coming over from the WWE because now your brand is a little more successful or at least, you know, it evens the playing field a little more. I'm, I'm sure that that can be a little annoying, but it's also bringing these guys over is going to do nothing but help your brand. I mean, to me, like I said, I've always been, when I heard about AEW starting, I was like, oh, yeah, well, I'll definitely check it out, especially because I was tired of Vince McMahon's shenanigans with a lot of things. But, uh, and I do. I like AEW. There's a lot of things I like about it. But I must say, sorry, I thought I turned on my phone and it was still not enough. Um, Tony Khan needed to step in way early. He needed to be the boss or a lot earlier. I think that's kind of been a lot of the problem is you got Tony busy trying to be everybody's friend and he's not. He's the booker and the owner. So he has times where he needs to get everybody, go have them go sit in his office, tell them to cut the shit. This is affecting his profits. And go from there. And that's like before, honestly, they should have went ahead over the whole locker room brawl and friggin' done a storyline on it. You think McMahon wouldn't have done it and exploited it? He'd have done it until there was nothing left. That's at least the one thing I guess I will give McMahon is when he sees an opportunity, he's not afraid to take it. He'll just run with it. So, I don't know. So... With that being said, I guess that's most of it for CM Punk. Like I said, I'm interested to see. There's rumors about him going to WWE now and them having a Cody versus CM Punk storyline go, which I gotta admit, that'll be huge. It'll be freaking huge if they decide to actually do that. But, I don't know. And that's the thing that a lot of people say, oh, well, Punk's old, and he is. He's getting older. I'm not going to do it. He's only got so much gas left in the tank, but I think that's what he's also trying to do is establish himself as, like, the trainer and the go-to guy for wrestling. For as you know, if you want to tighten your, up your promos, here's what you need to do. If, if you want to run a decent storyline, here's some pointers, and just stuff like that. And, I mean, he's good for that. I mean, he is. He's... Some of the matches he's had in AEW already have been friggin' legendary. I mean, the whole MJF CM Punk thing, that was that was awesome. That was a great storyline. So I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. Um sitting here watching the pay per view. Uh I'm trying to think if there was a couple things. Oh, it's interesting to see Soraya. Get the women's belt. We'll see how whole, how long she holds on to it. I don't know. Because I still kind of wonder, despite what they say about her being cleared, I still don't know about how good she is for wrestling, like a real, real match, especially any endurance. So, let's see. With that being said, I'm trying to think. I'm watching right now at the moment the acclaimed in uh, House of Black. Which, you know, there's a lot of people who give House of Black shit, but I I like their gimmick, and I like the guys in it. 
all solid performers, honestly. And I think if the longer they're together, if they can tighten up and be even better. But I don't know. I like them. And I think the uh, thing they got going on with the Acclaimed right now is, is pretty cool. Um, it's, it's made for an interesting story. So... Let's see, with that being said, I'm trying to think if I had anything else. Um, I guess I could. Actually, you know, I'll go throw out, every week I'll try and throw out to you something else you should be listening to. Um, for this week, because, actually I've got several, but I don't have the specific correct titles except for this one I will go ahead and recommend I've uh, talked to the one guy he uh, works at one of the places I stop into every so often but uh, Tiffin Podcast uh, back in the day with John and Jay they usually talk about old movies from the 80's and 90's Um, to me it's pretty interesting I don't always agree 100% with everything they got to say about movies, and there are certain movies they love that I'm, I'm like, meh. But, uh, they're worth checking out. That's fun. And, uh, I guess that's really about it. Uh, I don't have any uh, extra things ago and like I said the one meme I I ended up sneaking in that I talked about I was going to maybe add later I ended up sneaking into the very episode I was talking about so that was the uh, Ezekiel what's your name one so and uh, yeah Wingstop yeah it's probably still going to be I'll find a way to sneak it in one way or another for a while I am actually playing at some point in uh, one of my bands to uh do an acoustic song about the Wingstop girl, so I think it'll be hilarious. Because, you know, like I said before, there's been a point all of us have been that hungry at some point. Just You're that hungry and your friends are being kind of assholes or they're high and you're just annoyed. <laughs> so, so, uh, yeah, with uh, that being said, also, uh, got ideas? Bands we should check out. Punkoffpodcast at gmail.com. It's all run together as one word. No underscores, spaces, hyphens, anything like that. Just punkoffpodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. Things we should check out, bands we should know about. Anything we should be checking out. Uh, also, I do have a, I believe it's Teespring store that has Punk Off gear. I will see about starting to add that link in with as well, because uh, if you buy a t-shirt, that helps me out immensely. I don't make a lot of money on them, but I make a couple of dollars here and there, and uh, as I am just getting... Let's see, and next week, I'm going to get hit with fees for storage and hosting for Podbean. And it is, that is one part about, well, not, 
nothing is truly cheap about podcasting, like I said, as far as the setup. Once you got all the equipment and everything, it's not too bad, but yeah, the storage and the hosting fees are still, it's, it's, it's still, it's spendy. We'll put it that way. And, uh, that's coming up. So yeah, any money you can help, help out with and buying t-shirt and stuff helps. So, like I said, I'll uh, see about putting that up as well. And, man, I'm sure there I had some other stuff. Um, Band Resignation, if you have not checked them out, please go check them out. And the phone is going to be obnoxious again, sorry. I really need to put it on mute or vibrate. Um... I think that will probably wrap it up for this one. Uh, we got have some more new episodes coming. I still plan on doing the uh, deconstruction series yet. I just haven't had a good night to sit and do that. Uh, I've been trying to work a little bit on my own music as well. Uh, there'll be more of that coming up. So, oh, uh, for the pay view, a a w l all in. Pay-per-view, if you did not see the Sting, Darby Allen versus uh, Christian Cage and uh, Swerve or Coffin match, that, that was good. It's That's worth watching. So I also like that the uh, Joker Sting has been brought back at least for at least for this match. So that was it was pretty good. So uh, other than that, I guess. That will probably do it for now. Like I said, check out the podcast back in the day with John and Jay. I've got a couple other recommendations in future episodes. I just need to make sure I write down the actual name of the the completely correct name. So, that makes it easier for everybody else to find it. And, uh, also, uh, I don't like jam. I like honey, and I kiss it on the lips. It's not my jam. I don't buy jam. I buy honey, and I kiss it on the lips.